get the good stuff. Get yeah. the good stuff. Welcome, That's everyone. Good, good. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Two Nosy Meerkats. I am Lucas Arnold. And I am Gabby Jordan-Brown. And today we are interviewing our first... Nadia, did you know that you're our first ever guest to have a Wikipedia page? <gasps> I'm so honored. Yeah. I do want to get into the creation of your Wikipedia page because I forgot. I think I remember you saying like your mom made it and then a bunch of people amended it. Yes. Oh. Yes, <laughs> literally. So uh basically wait did we get did we get a full name for our guest do uh, we announce properly no it's just nadia yeah like mononymously just like nadia share. just like yeah. share it's just <laughs> yeah she's a you go on wikipedia and you just look up nadia nadia I come up I'm we're the not only gonna nadia spell it world. we're not gonna say if there's a y in there no you no, just have to guess just figure it out yeah don't look at the youtube version by the way you don't get a visual to base anything on <laughs> Well, our guest, if you guys are so insistent, if this is the most prim and proper little podcast where we use people's <laughs> fucking last names, we've got an amazing actress, a writer, uh, a basketball player, a uh, gymnast, mm-hmm. um, a barista, yep. um, and my very close friend, Nadia Alexander. Give it up. Woo. We were just getting into the concept of bottle service at the club. Oh, yeah. Now that yes. life is going back to normal. Nadia, what are your thoughts on this? Are you going to get a $500 I, bottle of Patron? I just, I don't understand. I assume it has something to do with like flex culture to just be like, I can spend $500 on a bottle of Patron. But like, you can also just like go to the store and buy it for like $40. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, 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 you know, I guess you can't take it into the club, but I just, it's I just think it absurd. Really is. It, re- I, it is absurd, but I think it's really just the flex of I'm going to order something and not look at the bill. Yeah. It really is just that. It has You'll to be. look at the bill later. You'll get an email being like, that's over your limit. <laughs> oh, please. These people don't check their own emails. <laughs> <laughs> they have somebody who does that for them. Exactly. What is this? Peasant shit? No, this is... Are you implying that the people in the club getting bottle service all have their own assistants? Because I think that's probably true if, like, they're celebrities or influencers. But for most of them, I think that is absolutely not the case. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, a, an assistant, but definitely someone who, like, wants to get with them who they just use for services, you know? Yeah. I mean, I will say I went out clubbing with a redacted name here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nadia's a celebrity. I'm a celebrity in case you didn't know. It's Did okay. You know we, I won't say, we won't say Andy Samberg's name. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Shit. oh no. Oh, no. Oh. Um, but yes, there is, there is fully like a, a manager person who calls up to the club and is like hey insert celebrity name here wants to come to this club um let them in and then they just go like okay and then you like pull up and then they're the manager comes out and they're like whenever you're ready like you know you can go in um and we went in and this particular celebrity like the crowd at the club was very kind of like wall street finance bros who aren't going too hard who are kind of like it was mostly like just people talking and a little bit of dancing but it just was like more of a laid back it was like one of those clubs that you can like smoke cigarettes in still ah. um and it was this, a gatsby party yes it was a gatsby ah, yeah. party um and this how long and, ago is this this would have been i want to say it was like 2018 okay. i think and uh yeah this this particular celebrity 
Andy Samberg, uh, the, just did not match that vibe and was like there to club it out, was like screaming, grinding on people, like dancing like a maniac. And everyone was just staring at us. And I was like, oh and, and like, this was a, you know, it's a recognizable person, but I was just like, this is the most embarrassed I've ever been in my entire life because I'm just like with this <laughs> wild, crazy, like celeb girl and her posse and we look like the like children that have come in to like these like 30 somethings like casual kind of classy business like evening club meeting yeah and, like the interns yeah and I was gonna, come to ruin it i was gonna say this sounds like an energy producer at a bad bat mitzvah <laughs> That it's was like, come on, everyone. Come and everyone's on, like, no. Was, no, it was bad. It was, it was, it was not, it, it does not have always the glitz and the glam. I think our listeners are going to want to know how you not only met this celebrity, I mean, but also came to like be invited into this person's posse. Like, um, how does one get invited into a celebrity's posse? honestly it's just you work with them which is the kind of the the thing that happens and I actually hadn't even worked with this person for those of you who don't know it's on my wikipedia page uh but my my partner is uh a filmmaker who also started as an actor and so she was in a film with this celebrity um and so we were at uh the premiere for the film and afterwards they you know there was like a an after party and everything and afterwards they all wanted to go clubbing and so that is how I ended up uh I was I was purely a tag along in in that particular instance I was just I just happened to be there for some reason I'm really hoping that your partner left and just left you with this person (laughs) no we fully like they wanted to go to another club and we fully looked at each other and we were like we're gonna go home (laughs) yeah bye guys have fun but it is you know it's it's a fun it's sort of that thing of like when somebody offers to take you out who is right. a, a person of a certain caliber you go just because you're like you want the story and you want the, oh yeah. yeah you just want to see what happens and you didn't pay for shit right no no you never pay and that's another weird thing about like flex culture and rich people culture the more famous you are the less you pay for things but also the more you get paid so you just keep your money and you're never spending it like you get the you get free bottles instead of $500 bottles and I don't understand that because you have the $500 to spend on the bottle but they just want you to be there so they just give it to you for free yeah Kim Kardashian probably gets more free shit than any human anyone on the planet I think and yet she could afford all of it I don't think she knows what it's like to log in to like a cable account like I don't think I don't I don't think that's in her wheel (laughs) Can you imagine she has to pay for Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) It's on the phone. That thing where they're like, oh, you have to like put in the code because I think they're starting to like do that so you don't like share with other people. Like, do you think she has her own Netflix account or do you think she shares it with like Courtney and Kim and Kylie? And I think Kanye and her still share one, but it's like a little awkward right now. Yeah. Because everything on his queue is like anal smashers eight. And. I'm just imagining I'm imagining a friend of Freddie Starr going to to their place and then but logging into the Kardashians account. 
Oh, I there have you to go. Be honest, in the pan, it's not even in the pandemic because we're basically getting out of the pandemic. But I have very recently gotten into keeping up with the Kardashians, which really? I've never seen. I'd never seen my whole life because I was very much like, I'm not gonna watch that. And then I'm just like, whatever. We're like ants on a rock, rotating <laughs> around a star. Who gives a fuck if I watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's check it out. And I mean, we're fully hooked, and we just got to like the first major episode with Kim and Kanye like starting to do oh. the date thing. Oh. And did you like, go from the beginning? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're fully on like season seven. Is it wow. so what are your main takeaways? Is it like you watch season one and you're like, because I've been doing this with RuPaul like from the beginning. Yeah. And like you you know you watch RuPaul in 2013 and people are referencing like Adele Dazeem. You're like fucking A well I remember that. It was the most yeah. topical shit you could say at that moment. But yeah. is it like that with the Kardashians? It's like mentioning the Obama presidency and everything. I mean yeah there's like a lot of references to stuff it's, it's also just crazy to watch at the beginning because like the house that they live in at the beginning is like you know it's a nice house. They definitely like you can tell they have money but they don't have like Kardashian money yet. Yeah. Because, like, that show is what made them... It's very kind of meta to watch the show because it's, like, the show is what made them super established and famous and rich. Mm-hmm. But then you're mm-hmm. also watching that happen on the show of them getting super established and famous and rich because they're making the show. So it's this weird kind of cycle thing. Foucault but yeah, you, could never. Exactly. Yeah. He could never. Wait, who's the what now? Sorry, Foucault what? Foucault could not... Oh, Foucault. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mispronounced it. I'm not the brightest bulb. But. I'm illiterate. I'm just assuming that's an author. <laughs> Lucas and I started this podcast because we both secretly cannot read. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's that? It's, hi, my name's Jared. I'm 19 and I never learned how to fucking read. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's such a good vibe. Hi, I'm Jared. Yeah, I'm 19 is, I never fucking learned how to read. Oh, that was such a I love that one. Um, but yeah, no, but it is on. very funny going back to like the first and second season and just sort of seeing like and I mean all of it is just so clearly like staged and fabricated and you're just like they obviously like it seems like they hire like people from like central casting to come and be like the project of the week or like there was like a there and there's you know a lot of it is like very cringy like 2009-2010 stuff that's just very dated and bad and also like it's very funny to me to see like the toxic masculinity that like Caitlyn is clearly like reckoning with oh shit yeah Mm. like they have a they have like a an episode where I think like like a very obviously gay um dresser like comes to like do a suit for her and like Caitlin is so uncomfortable and is like, and then um, ends up at a gay bar and is like, well, I oh. never go to one of these. And that it's was just a like, crazy good Caitlyn Jenner impression yeah. that you just kind of <laughs> threw in casually. Also, my hair right now, because I have not gotten it cut yet, um, like since like November professionally, I wake up looking like uh, Caitlyn in the early seasons. <laughs> of up and I hate it. I hate it so much because if you know the look, Oh it's yeah. Wait, can look. you wait? Can you actually do a Caitlyn? Wait, do, just do it. Give it a little burst. A little. A little Caitlyn. Well, it's fine, but it's good. It's just. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that good. is. See now, Come I. Come on, can't. girls. We're heading out to the club. I just miss you guys. You know, it's hard for a dad when you grow up, and I just, I just wanna. I just want to go carpooling. I, I don't know. Your car's been at the store for 10 weeks. I just, we'll just keep going carpooling together. You want to go hit some balls? 
<laughs> that's my Caitlin. It's not that's great, not but that's it's why she's an actress. That's why she makes the big bucks. That's why, that's why you the- make the big dollar, uh, dudes. That's why they, I, I say they pay me the medium-sized bucks because that's honestly pretty accurate. <laughs> Didn't they say uh, there wasn't there a teacher at LaGuardia who used to like whenever he said something, he'd just be like, "And that's why they pay me the big bucks." And it was obviously a joke because teachers don't teachers make don't any public school teachers. <laughs> I guess this is a good segue. Like Nadia, so you got into acting when you were like six years old. Do you still remember like being a child actor? Like, do you remember what that was like at all? You know, I was thinking on it just like this past day because I knew I was going to come do this podcast and you guys might ask me and I would be like, I have no memories. And then I was like, no, I do have some memories. I mean, I think the thing is- Make them up. Make them up. I blocked it all out. (laughs) After Chris Jenner, take a look at me. She knew I was going to be a star. Um, so, yeah, so I started out, I lived in Pittsburgh um, as a child, and I moved to New York when I turned, or like when I was 13. And so I think it was one of those things of, I was just like a very loud, energetic, overactive uh, child. And my parents were like, it will be the theater for her. Um, where like my mom's side of the family had like done like theater directing and that kind of stuff in, in a very casual like community theater, not like professional kind of way, but they were all theater lovers and artists. And um, so it wasn't one of those things where I was like, mom, I want to do, it was just a thing where my, my parents were kind of throwing everything at the wall and they put me in like gymnastics and piano lessons and dance and whatever. And uh, the acting thing was like, the thing that I just fell in love with. How was dance as a young child? Oh, I hated <laughs> it. I still kind of hate it. Like, I'm just, I think I could be some form of a dancer. Like, I'm not uncoordinated. I you just can take don't... choreography. You're someone who yes. can take, yeah. Yes, totally. Exactly. Yes. Like, I can do choreography if you teach it to me, but I do not enjoy, like, the- You'll I never be as great as I am as never. a dancer. <laughs> I, I know that. And that is probably what's holding me back. Um, from so. really not- pursuing a dance career is just to like, think about Gabby Brown. And- Nadia, very quickly, <laughs> I, I do have a question. Do you remember your first dance teacher and what was their vibe like? Ooh, dance good question. Their- I do. I do, actually. Um, I believe her name was Miss Gideon. And she ran a ballet studio in Pittsburgh. And she was actually a lovely woman. She didn't she was uh, not a really, I don't know if she'd been a dancer when she was younger, but she had had some injuries and stuff. So she was not, uh, she was usually not even on her feet. She was usually like sitting down when she was. Oh, teaching. that's, I'm sorry. I know she's injured, but that's terrible. The idea of this <laughs> dance teacher, like sitting there being like, fucking do the plie. And she's just on her I was, ass. <laughs> I was imagining Stephen Hawking style, like speaking through a machine. Yeah, speaking through a machine. <laughs> My dance teacher just was Stephen plie. Hawking. <laughs> No, I assume she must have, I've, you know, I've lost it to the sands of time, but I assume that she must have had somebody in the class who was like showing us because how could you tell like three-year-olds to plie without like doing the plie? Um, But, oh, I guess I was, I probably wasn't three. I don't think I was that young. I was probably closer to like six or seven. Same Um, shit. Same shit, yeah. you know, same mental capacity, basically. If but I look she, at a kid, they're 12. They're That's- 12. Oh, I have no, to me, ages are you're like 12 30 or 90 like i i can't tell yeah. anyone's True. age, True. Can't tell anyone's <laughs> age ever. 
so yes so uh miss gideon was lovely actually because i was as like i took ballet classes i want to say like maybe like seven eight nine ten eleven maybe ish i quit uh like two days after i got my point shoes like my goal was to get my point shoes and then oh and you were like oh fuck that i got my point shoes and now i I don't have to do anywhere else yeah yeah yeah. well point is one of these things that's considered to be such a huge accomplishment for dancers like i remember when my sister went on point it was it was like the it's talk of the house deal. for the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get your shoes and you do the ribbons and da 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 da. Um, but that was basically, I was like, I just want to, because you have to like pass, like, a, I don't know if it's like a test or whatever, but basically like your, your teachers have to say like, you're ready to do point. Um, and that was really my goal. But the thing was, was that because I was starting, so I started in theater when I was six and I loved it. And so I started doing shows, like I would do four or five shows a year while I was in school. So I was in rehearsals after class, like most days. And so there were a lot of times where for ballet, like I would miss classes and there was always, you know, there were rules of like, you can't miss more than two classes or, oh, yeah, you know, take away the color of your leotard, you know, it was like, 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 like <laughs> you'll like have to wear a style. nude leotard. Yeah, like, <laughs> you would have like different levels, I believe. Maybe I'm making this all up, but you told me I could make Like it martial up, so. arts? Yeah, <laughs> like martial arts, you would have like, oh, now I'm going into like periwinkle, the periwinkle class. I remember when I got my periwinkle leotard, oh, I loved it. it there we go. Color. Okay, wow, we've got a periwinkle periwinkle bitch on the pod yeah yeah you know not to brag or anything put it on my wikipedia i'm a yellow belt in aikido so i get it i mean yes it's basically the same when i was younger i i I was in karate and i like took one workshop where i got a stripe and i just kept my same what do they call it the the jib g the gi yes oh my god why am i fucking calling it a jib (laughs) you're illiterate we already know this we knew this you never learned how to read no it's confirmed but I wore the stripe like to a different I like reused the gi so I like wore the stripe to a second class I remember this girl confronted me in the locker room and she was like all of us have been working for years in karate and you come in you already have a stripe in your belt and I was like you don't understand I'm not willing to spend $20 on a new one of these honestly I think that's also the big issue and like one of the reasons that I really wanted to quit ballet were like we're like the girls that I Oh my god! Were kind of, super chill, one, just super. They were so, they were so nice. <laughs> going just so nice. No, there yeah. was literally one girl who was like my, my my neighbor from down the street who was lovely, but she was way more advanced than me. So she was, you know, probably in her, you know, uh, sparkly uh, green leotard. You know, I don't know what the in highest the spark- level in the Shrek was. class. Yeah, she was in <laughs> Shrek class. But she was, you know, she was like way, 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 like she wanted to be a dancer. So she was like at the studio all the time. And she was lovely to me, but all the girls that I was like dancing with, I think hated. I felt like they hated me or I just felt very like ostracized. They don't understand. They hated themselves. It was them. They were just, they were just jealous. And they just had so much. (laughs) It just spilled over onto you. Yeah. Yeah. So much love. That's what it was. They just were so full of love. Sharing is caring. Yes. But I remember being in classes and just being like, these girls hate me because I would come in like every couple of weeks. So I was always sort of behind. And the thing was, was that there there was, I believe there was like a policy that that was not supposed to happen. But Miss Gideon was lovely. And she was like, she like, I think she told my mom or something. And she was like, I just think like your daughter is going to be like an incredible actor one day. And I think she's going to like go and do this with her life. And I still want her to be able to like triple thread if she wants to go into musical theater. Of course, because those policies 
Pussies are stupid. I remember. Pussies are so stupid. I actually remember if I may call you out on this for a second. Please Nadia do. and I, I went love to being called out. <laughs> it's call out culture. <laughs> I'm ready. Go, go for Can't it. Loves her um. So Nadia and I went to high school together. And I remember she used to, she was working professionally at the time. There were like probably three or four other people who were. And whenever somebody like missed time in <laughs> class, like it was like the coolest thing. It was like, oh, I have an audition. I can't come to this class. And I remember you used to sometimes like at the end of it, like you usually would have auditions, but sometimes if you just didn't feel like going to class, you're like, I have an audition. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Definitely towards the de- definitely by like junior, senior year. I would just be like, oh, I have an audition. And, like, my audition was definitely at, like, four, which is, like, when we got out of school, but I would leave at three. And I'd be like, I mean, it's at Columbus Circle, and we are at Lincoln Center, so that is going to take me an hour to walk there. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to prepare. No, not you. You need her to prepare. Just stick, yeah, just stick with that. Yeah. Well, speaking of policies and, like, working in school, one of the policies that my mom set for me, which I don't know if you remember this, Gabby, freshman year, was that I was not allowed to tell people other than like I could have like one close friend that I could like tell that I was actually like going and working or like going to like I don't remember this at all because you broke it very quickly (laughs) (laughs) I definitely did I definitely did but I was not that was the thing was like I wasn't supposed to like obviously like when I went to Peru like I was gone for like three weeks our freshman year to go film in in Peru and like I couldn't be like (laughs) I have the three-week cold you know, this was pre-COVID. You couldn't just say, oh, I have COVID. I have to be out of school for three weeks. You mean we weren't in 2012 in high school being like, I'm sorry, I'm missing this. I have COVID. I have COVID. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear about it. Don't worry. You know what joke? I never You guys are the me- most hipster kids ever. Just, you had COVID before it was cool. Just- mm-hmm. We did. Lucas, I don't know if you do this too, but I do this stupid thing whenever I'm watching a movie or a show now and a character coughs. I fucking turn to Sylvia. I'm like, they have COVID. <laughs> You've made this joke 40 times. To- Every time we watch a movie, you make this joke. I'm like, they have COVID. Casablanca, they have COVID. They have COVID. They have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe Spanish flu. Yeah. I don't know when Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, well, remember when you That would have only been 20 years hit- after. So they yeah. probably yeah. would have been closer to Spanish flu. You're right. Yeah, yeah remember when you'd leave class early because you had the Spanish flu? <laughs> yeah, I would leave class. <laughs> but fully, I remember I, I went to LA. I went and I tested for a film in LA. And I told everybody that I was sick. I was gone for like three days. I was just like, oh yeah, I was sick. Like that was like what I would do a lot was just tell people that you can't get away with that now. Now everybody would think I had COVID. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I definitely by like junior, senior year, I was not hiding the fact that I was working. Um, but <laughs> I do remember some teachers that we went, that were our teachers. Uh, I might as well have been hiding because they acted like I had never worked a day in my life. And then they would praise like, cause I was also, I think the only girl that was working professionally during that period of time, like during the yes. actual, like when we were in school. Yes. So I think it was like me and like four other guys and the guys would always get like called out and compliment and be like, oh, he's like doing a voiceover. So he's not in class. And I was like, I was literally doing a voiceover last Lucas, week. Lucas, like, imagine, imagine if every time you narrated an audiobook, like if you were what? younger, your college professor was like, Lucas can't be here today. He's doing a VO. And the whole <laughs> class was like, ooh, like ooh. it was that vibe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's, I kind of wish I experienced that. But here's the thing. I've 
only ever worked from home for audiobooks. I've only ever done it from home and I've always done it at my own leisure. So if I took time out <laughs> from class, they would have been like, oh, you're just like choosing just not to go to class then. You could do this at any time. Well, I did that and I wasn't even working. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Gabby, what did you do? What, or what did you say you were doing? Oh gosh, I would tell college professors it was like, I would just make up that it was a Jewish holiday and I would just bank on them not being Jewish. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have to help with Shabbat. It'd be like a Thursday. <laughs> I, love, I love that your thing is something that could be Googled. Like, <laughs> oh, but you think they're going to do that? They're so busy. Professors have to grade like millions and millions of papers and unless they're tenured, they don't make any money. So they're fucking exhausted. They're not going to be like, is Gabrielle actually going to Shabbat? <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't happen, but... Um, wow. Yeah. Wait, Nadia, Nadia, I actually, I do have a question, sort of a sidestep. When was the first time you Googled yourself? And what mm. was the circumstances of Googling Ooh. yourself for the first time? Like what sparked the thought? Mm. All right, I gotta, I gotta dig back in my brain, my pandemic adult brain and think. Take your time. We got, we got all the time you know in the world, what? baby. I think I know. I think I know. I, you know, I'm okay. not sure it, if we would call it a Google or a YouTube thing. That, that works. Look, oh, looking yeah. yourself up. That's looking all yourself yeah. up Looking online, myself yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the, the thing that like really sticks out in my mind, I think is um, like the first national commercial that I did that kind of like had a bit of traction was playing a lot was this Verizon commercial mm-hmm. um Gabby I don't know if you remember I this Verizon I do commercial. remember this the the one that is like it also lol it's me and Jeremy Allen White who went on to do Shameless and yes! it's like a huge deal I so went to high school with his sister no way small world yeah That's fucking crazy yes so, so on, it was me and him as like the children of these parents who were like addicted to their phones and we had to go on and be like I was like mom um oh god what was this what was this stupid uh like mom just because we're Facebook friends doesn't mean you can write I love you all over my wall oh my god I remember (laughs) this wait I remember this I remember because I would fucking clown on you at school I'd be like hey Nadia just because we're Facebook friends and you better believe that my mom was my Facebook friend and for like several months after would just write like I love you I love you I love you I love you all over my face oh yeah she loved that joke (laughs) it was it was it it worked it worked she brought it you know art imitates life imitates art yes Um, and the art of that Verizon commercial was that I mean it just played all the time I don't know right. why it like it just kind of like went off it was like a back to school thing okay. so it was like happening all during the summer and I think it was the summer between freshman and sophomore year and I remember like googling or like looking up to see if it was on YouTube and it was and somebody and I actually found out who it was because I like deep dive like an absolute now I don't give a shit but you know when you're 14 you really care yeah. somebody had written on there like oh I go to school with that girl and she is such a bitch she has no what? friends and no one likes her and I was like so hurt and I was wait so, I remember like, this oh my god this? and Whoa. I deep dived I like went on her YouTube and I like found somebody who was in, and like I basically like tracked her down and figured out who it was it was I kid you not a girl that I that was in my French class that I had never spoken two words to, but I was close to somebody who I think she maybe had like a crush on or something. So it was very weird. But oh. it was like it turned out it was somebody who did not know me literally at all. Um, 
but I was just like, I was so, cause you know, there was, you know, all the comments were like funny commercial, ha ha, see this all the time on the TV. <laughs> yeah. And then just this one girl just going in on me saying, I was like, but you know what? My, my partner, um, Quinn is like, she started out as like a child, like, like not like where I did like theater. Like she was in like actual legit movies when she was like 10 years old. And when like, and she got like the worst reputation at her school for being like people said she was like filthy rich a total bitch like she couldn't make friends because she had this like horrible reputation that just like came out of the fact that she like was doing a movie it was was like like, i'm doing a movie and then it was like you think you're better than us like no i'm just working in a different profession no i don't i i think you all think i'm better than you though i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i think it's a i think that's sort of a common thing when you're like a young right child person who yeah. has any sort of oh there's a fly hello fly hello Aww. fly oh uh, lucas have you googled yourself oh yeah. so oh absolutely it was like a couple it was like after i started getting a little bit of traction on tiktok i was like i wonder what people are saying about me online it was total it was i didn't do anything outside of it i just thought i should try googling myself it was just yeah. that sparked in my mind everybody's the, talking about this everyone's talking about <laughs> it what was really what was really cool surprise is i a friend of mine was on Famous Birthdays, who is a TikToker, and I was like, "I wonder if I'm on it." And I was, and I would that, and that rocked my world, knowing that I'm I was. On, I was on Famous Birthdays, and my age was wrong, and I tweeted them, and I was like, "Change my fucking age for the time." <laughs> time, it was like the only thing that had my age, and it had me as like either a year or two older than I actually am. Whoa! Yeah, it was weird. And I was just like, it was obvious that somebody had like gone through my Instagram and like found times that I was like, it's my birthday. And then just like did not know how to do enough math to figure out like, okay, what, you know, like 21 minus whatever the year was, was. Um, but yeah, it was wrong. And I tweeted them because I was so bitter about Wait, it. Did they change it? They changed it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. Do you want to see what your photo is on famous birthdays? Well, I know because they reached out to me and asked me for photos to send them. And so it's (laughs) sanctioned photos. It's a sanctioned. That was not how I cropped it. That's not how I cropped it. (laughs) They did that. I do not endorse the cropping. What's what's mine on famous birthdays? I, I haven't. Let me your see. birthday? You should know this. It's <laughs> <laughs> my birthday. Tell, oh, they tell me. Changed it. Yeah, it's yeah, 9-11. It's... <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, um I am trying to look you up, but amazingly enough, you also like, can have I just a lot say results. Oh, can God. I just say, like, uh, like I was sent your Wikipedia um before, <laughs> As before we, we got on. And can I just say, I've seen people on Wikipedia. You by far have the best picture on Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. So that is the best Wikipedia picture. Can you explain this like yeah. to my mom? This is this is a moment for my mom. So okay, so basically you had asked very early on in this podcast about like how my Wikipedia page came to be. Right. Yeah. Um, as I was getting, you know, just as I was starting to do a bit more work when I was a teenager, my mom was very um cognizant of just like how the internet works and she was like I think it's really important that we like set up a wikipedia page for you set up like get like domain names that we buy which I still pay for just because like you don't want to have like naughtyalexander.com and it's just like you know anime porn or whatever it's like (laughs) don't you I mean I do I do but at the time my mother did not think that anime porn and Naughty Alexander like a 14 year old went together which I didn't know your brand yeah she didn't really um 
but you know so my mom has always kind of been in the know like she was like an early internet kind of adopter and so she kind of knew how to do like basic like web page setup and stuff like that and so she was just like I just want to block out you know so that way nobody can like I want to make sure that I'm an admin on your wikipedia page so nobody that can like add stuff which Mm -hmm. honestly came into came like really in handy like somebody had before I had even confirmed that um Quinn and I were a couple somebody had put that on our Wikipedia pages and at the time we were really trying to keep that like quiet because we were doing projects together and stuff and like we just you know we had been together maybe for like a year and a half at the time and it just felt like a massive invasion of privacy just because sure. like, I had Whoa. mentioned on my Instagram that I had a girlfriend but I didn't say that it was Quinn um and like oh, somebody yeah. just kind of put it together which like they were right but like I didn't really want that and that was this was before I did like the sinner this was before I did seven seconds like this was before any of this was before Blaine even I think had maybe even come out so it was just yeah it just felt really like I did not want that to be like like my Wikipedia page was very bare and I didn't want that to be like the main thing about like who I was dating um at the time and my mom was the one who was like I'm an admin and so she was able to like take it off um but my mom is the one that put that photo on because somebody put up the ugliest photo I have ever taken at this like random little film festival and like my lipstick was like messed up so it was like all over like one lip was like cute it was the ugliest picture and I was like mom is there any way for you to change the picture and that's actually a picture that I think Quinn took of me when when I was doing because she takes my headshots um she did your headshots too Gabby didn't she she took my headshots yeah and Nick Cohen's yep Whoa! She uh, she moonlights as a headshot photographer. If you've ever seen that photo of me and Nick together at the church, yes, we uh, we promote it. That's Quinn Shepard's doing. By the way, Nadia, I just want to interrupt and say, so in my Google search, in my deep dive into you, there's an article called Nadia Alexander, Five Things to Know About Tribeca Film Fest Breakout Star. And then very alarmingly, it says, get to know her now before it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) What's going to happen, Nadia? What are your plans? Oh my God, I'm a wanted woman. That's so funny. Who was coming for your life? Before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. Maybe it's Twitter just coming after you through Gabby, just the transitive property of... Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to get canceled by proxy. Yeah. And now I'm looking, Lucas, at your... Your page, it's mainly, here's the thing people like look for you. Lucas Arnold voices, Lucas Arnold roles, Lucas Arnold birthday. I don't know if people want to see your fucking chart or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Lucas's birthday is actually coming up. On Wednesday. Happy soon to be birthday. Thank you. How but do you feel thing- about aging? I, um, that it's, I have, I honestly haven't thought about it. It's just, it's not so much like aging so much as just like, how fast time has gone by like this will be my second like I feel like I was just 24 and I'm already turning 26 soon yeah. and that that is like the span of that is like really um is really shocking to me but in a sort of positive note like when I was um 24 like just just a whole year of 2019 I consider that like just a big year of me like facing a lot of fears like I mm. I started taking improv classes I started doing stand-up I started doing everything that I was interested in that had really scared me and at the end of the year I thought I'm at, I actually can't think of anything about this year that I regret so I don't mind moving on to the next year oh, it was a very nice. and it then was just a, 
yeah. then you went and caused the novel coronavirus that hit yeah. the yeah. next year. Wow. So I then I was in my little lab and I needed I needed people to get indoors so I could get on TikTok. And <laughs> you, you orchestrated the whole damn thing. Oh my yeah. god, you drove the market. You drove the market to you. You were like, okay, this disease is gonna hit, and then I'm gonna pre- I manifested bring out these John Mulaney impressions. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Nadia, when when do you think for you is a time when you overcame some very big artistic fears that you had? Ooh, yeah, I would definitely say like. 24 to 25 I think that's just like a classic like age to be like oh I'm like becoming a real adult like I'm out of college now I'm like getting into like the rest of my life and what Mm -hmm. does that look like and what matters to me and like I had always had a really unhealthy relationship with my work because I think I'd done it from such a young age that it was so ingrained into who I was as a person that if I wasn't working, I didn't feel like I existed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, every, as every working actor knows, like there are large swashes of time where you are not working um, where you're just auditioning or you know you're waiting if you're like if you've done like a pilot and then you're waiting for the pickup and so you can't really audition for stuff because like you don't have the you know you might be going away for seven years or whatever um and I would just get into these head spaces especially when it would go like I've been very very fortunate that I don't think I've ever gone more than maybe like nine months without a job but nine months without a job is a um, long, time. Is a long mm. time and I've been you know knock on wood you know very fortunate that I've never had to take another another job like I make all of my living off of my work of, of, of as being an actor which is great but it's also like I would end up with these like huge periods of time where nothing would be going on and I would just like go on Instagram and like see all my friends working and see people getting movies and being super successful and just feeling so like it was my fault and I I must be bad I must be wrong like something's wrong with me and I'll never work again and like I would just go into these like really kind of dark spirals um that were really, really, really hurting my mental health. And so, you know, I ended up getting a therapist and kind of just starting to work through. And I like started meditating, which is like a huge, I'm a huge proponent of meditation. So I meditate every morning. Um, And I think that period of time, like 2018, 2019, that was like the, I was in a really weird kind of age thing where a bunch of my stuff had come out um, and so I thought, you know, when, when everything came out, I was like, well, now I'm going to be, you know, I had been working like a ton right out of college. I worked for like almost two years straight. Yeah. And I just assumed that that would just keep going, especially when things started to come out. But actually when things started to come out, I started working less. And then I was like, oh, is my work bad? Like what's going on? And it was just like, the reality was, was like, I was getting too old to play teenagers and I didn't look old enough to play like my early twenties. And now I do. What um, was that like psychologically on you? Cause I know that for, for so long, I mean, you looked so young and you so still, look, young. you still, still look, look really young. young, but now I have short hair, which convinces people that somehow I must be You're 46 mm. years old. I'm now. <laughs> That's what famous birthday is. Baron, is that you? Yeah. Just- <laughs> It is I, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah, well, like, what was that like psychologically to to play teenagers for so long and have to like get into the teenager mindset when you yourself were not a teenager, and then to be like, wait a minute, that's not in my wheelhouse anymore. Yeah, that was definitely there was definitely a period of time 
I think when I was still in college that I still felt very tapped into, you know, what it's like to be in school and what it's like to be like, and also like, I was a bit of a late bloomer in terms of like my romantic life. Like I did not meet my person until like I was almost out of college and I hadn't dated anybody before that and stuff like that. So, you know, I was kind of still very immature in like, I mean that in kind of a nice way. Um, but I felt very young for quite a bit of time. I was still living at home. I was still like dealing with like my family and stuff. So I think I still connected to that even as I got into my like early twenties. But I think when I moved out and like started paying my own rent and going to the grocery store and doing my laundry and all of that, like more adult, like autonomous stuff, I definitely started to feel the disconnect. And that was right around the time that I didn't work as much. Um, And I think that it was becoming very obvious because even though I still looked like I could have passed for like probably 16, especially when I had like my long hair, um, I was not reading, like I was watching tapes and stuff and just being like, I just feel like that's a 23 year old who looks like a 16 year old like where do you put that when it's like I could tell that I was acting too mature because I was having all these life experiences I was getting into a long-term relationship that just did not line up with being a teenager and a lot of teenager stuff is like firsts and I was still having a lot of firsts but then when I stopped having a lot of firsts I think it became very difficult for me to keep uh kind of uh, convincingly play teenagers and only recently I mean I actually I mean I just had something come out where I was playing 16 but my I got actually a lot of Twitter hate not to me personally but people did not like the the character that I was playing um but one of my favorites was like they were like I can't believe it was so obviously not a teenage actress that they cast and I was like oh I was like that's it I've done it I finally don't look like a teen like nobody thinks I'm a teenager anymore I'm 27. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I'm so happy you're there. Because like, I also get aged very young just on yeah. site. Like still, I if I ever mention my age online, people are like, wait, I thought you were 19. I thought you were my age. I'm like, nah, dude. No, no. no this I'm is what happens you. when I shave. That's that's it. <laughs> it's like, Lucas, is that a weird thing for you that like um, people think you're the voice of the Gen Z and then it turns out you're just like one of us old boomers? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just on like the lower third of millennials. That's and it is I would say it's 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 less like an Internet thing and more just like a daily thing. Because yeah. like, I'm just I'm just used to getting aged too young with just in general. So I'm, yeah. I'm just used to that. Yeah, and what, get, interestingly, Carden. yeah, interestingly, though, in my previous relationship my then girlfriend uh thought that she found a gray hair in my head and I actually got excited but it actually wasn't it was just like because like my hair has gotten darker over the years and it was actually just like one of the last little lighter blonde hairs it's terrible when to I was have like, blonde it's blonde it's not gray it's, it's terrible white. to it's have blonde. gray hairs honestly I mean it's just can't it's re- just the can't relate, Gabby. just that yeah no I can't relate at all it's yeah. not you know I can do with a little salt and pepper I could do with it a little I think I think you'd look awesome with it I went to the I went to the hair salon yesterday for also the first time in a year and they everyone at the salon unilaterally was like you should keep it because it's fully going gray so you should yeah. just like at just some point it looks it. good it Thank seriously you. does I appreciate yeah. that. I kind of want to make it like a Claire Saffitz thing, like have it be, you know, my signature something. Cause you know, what, yeah. what else, like what Clooney. am I going to do? 
Like Clooney, what am I going to do? Develop a personality? Come on. <laughs> no, too late for that. Too Wait, late. Not- Nadia, I have a question. Is there like an age or just a vibe that you want other people to see in you? Is there like a vibe mm. you want to give off? I mean, age-wise, I'm, I am very grateful that I I think people, when they meet me, at least believe I am over the age of 21. Like, I don't get carded as much. I got carded the other day and I was like, oh, is it because my mask is off? Ooh, because you know we can go around it was like a little order window and you know mm-hmm. now we can walk around without the mask no and... you can't okay thank you for telling <laughs> i'm me. the cdc and oh. i say <laughs> gabby cdc brown Fauci, so I, I love what you've done with your hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah i put a little brown in it just to, i love know, the extensions <laughs> pop off sis yeah <laughs> go off mom um but yes, so I do, I do like the fact that I think both in my work and in my life, people are starting to at least think I am in my 20s. And that is a vibe that I am happy with because I am in my 20s. And I think, you know, I was even having a conversation with like my agent the other day where we were kind of being like, yeah, I think it's probably time to like not go after like seven year contracts playing 16. Like that's going to get oh, a yeah. little bit silly when I'm like fully although I mean the thing is is like a lot of these people I just found out that um Joe Keery is that his name the one from Stranger Things yeah yeah yeah, like 29 yeah that makes sense and I was like what I was I was I was shocked shooketh shaken and Joe Keery oh this dude Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve like, Harrington, Steve Harrington. Yeah, in my mind, I don't know. In my Can mind, I... I was like, but again, as I said, 12, 30 or 90. So he was more 12 to me. Well, this is, I don't think this is a modern thing. Cause I remember being like, I remember when I first saw Greece and I was like, are these, wait, these, this is what high schoolers look like. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember like a, there was a greaser with like really curly hair and he looked at least 40. Oh yeah. I think they, you know I think he's like, isn't about. he like and a Nikki. meme where they like show him in the, <laughs> in like, I think he's a meme where they're like, I think they've been doing that with like dear heaven Hansen and they're like that yeah. flappy looking like, which is unfortunately kind of true. Yeah, Teen but that's movies. like, <laughs> high schoolers have always been cast by people that look way too old. Way too old. And I think the thing is, is like, I think it also is just, I think that there's a little bit of wiggle room where you look at something like, like sex education, for example, I think is a, yeah. it's like, you're seeing and you're like, okay, you guys are all probably in your early 20s, but you still yeah, feel yeah, yeah. like teenagers. And then you that, get into That I think like, is very well cast. I think that's a yeah, very well show. cast show. Brilliant. It's my yeah. favorite um, I love like, it. teen show I think that's ever been made. I, I think, think oh, for so me, good. it's Freaks and Geeks because Freaks and Geeks, they literally look like teenagers. Yes, totally. Like young yeah. Linda Cardellini. Tortellini. Linda Tortellini. I'm so bad with pronouncing actor names. I, I, I called Busy Phillips Bussy. <laughs> oh, I think I was calling her Bussy. Oh, no. Oh, okay, no! Well, bussy. Luckily, I've never met her, so, you know. Hi, Bussy. <laughs> Oh my god! I love bussy. your bus. <laughs> love your bus, bussy. Oh man! Oh, yeah, no. My god. Oh. I just learned out that Anya Taylor Joy is Anya Taylor Joy. So, oh yeah, yep. she's, Ar- she's Argentinian. Anya. Anya. And yeah, because I, I just finished a project and there was like a crew person who just worked on a project with her. She was like, oh yeah, I just finished this Anya Taylor Joy movie, and I was like, is it, is it Anya? And she's like, yep. And I was like. Whoa. Oh boy. Well, Why does that right. sound like something like your 
like your booby would say, like, oh, Anya's in the house. I was going to go Midwestern. Oh, Anya. Anya Taylor. I do really love that Queen's Gambit. I hope Anya Taylor Joy takes us down at the Asco Jewel to go down at the Bearskin. Sorry, I was doing a Chicago. Do it again, Lucas. Oh, I hope Anya Taylor Joy gets some brats from the Asco Jewel before we go down to the Bears game. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I was taught that in college. I I, love no, that. Yeah, but that I, was your, the, what? I was going to say that was your theatrical learnings in college. Oh, that was my thesis. That yeah, <laughs> that, that just, just that you just stood up, you said that, and yeah. then they studied like, Chicago for you. I, anyway, I studied what, the Chicago. No, but I was. That I find really surprising because I've never heard that name pronounced as Anya. I've only ever heard Anya. Yep. And then I went on, on like, because, you know, sometimes they'll be like, hi, I'm da da da. And this is my interview with you're watching whatever. Disney Channel and you're watching yeah. Disney Channel. So I went and I looked and I was like, oh, yeah, no, she says Anya. It's just nobody's listening to her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never believe women, especially about <laughs> their names. <laughs> also, their names. Ariana, it's Grandi, not Grande. Oh that I'm I'm not no. You know, what I are you can't. What are you about to tell me next? It's Eileen DeGeneres. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Well, I heard her in an interview and she was like, it's Grandi. It's not Grande. It's like <laughs> it's Lupus Arnold, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh no. God. Oh man. Okay, before we move on to listener submissions, Nadia, I got a couple more questions for you. Love it. What do you think is the thing you've worked on that you've been like the proudest that you feel like really is like, this is my, this is my shit. Like, this is my work. Mm. This is what I love showing to the world. I would say if I had to pick like one project, I think it would probably be Blame. I figured that. Yeah. Great movie. Listeners, you should check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It is on Amazon Prime. Um, Yes. It's the film that Quinn Shepard did. And it is the film that we met on. Um, We were not dating prior to that. So, yeah, but you, well, no, you, you wanted to. It is a I remember Nadia would text me from the set of that film, and I don't think she realized she had a crush on Quinn yet. Did but not every, know. Every text was like, Quinn ate a salad. Quinn took a step. <laughs> oh Quinn fucking God. ate a chocolate bar. I'm like, there is something. You guys are. This is how <laughs> That's adorable. You were the first person, actually, that I told. you Because you, like, kind of called me out where I was sort of like, yeah. Like I kind of, I'm kind of like. I was like, oh, you were like, yes, I know, and I was like, wait, you know? How do you know? I just found this out for myself, and you were like, because you would not stop fucking talking about her. I'm sure it's because I said something like, oh, these straight girls don't know anything, but I was trying to get you it. Were... I was trying to get it fucking out of you because yeah. I knew, and then yep. you were like, I don't think I don't she's know. as straight as she claims. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were like I'm aware it was I've seen her mom. outfits <laughs> yeah it was the same thing with my mom well I'm just like I'm I was really a baby with the like dating thing and like me being able to tell like if it was not very clearly obviously a lesbian woman you know it's the age thing I'm like I don't know I don't know what they like I don't know they're 12 yeah. um so yes but yes blame I think would be the one that I'm probably the most proud of because it was a character that was so far from self. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was something that felt like such a huge challenge to play. Tell us a little like, about like your character, the movie, etc. I et will. I will. So the film itself is a, it's a parable to the crucible. 
um, and it's set at a New Jersey suburban high school. And it's basically focuses on two very different girls, one who's played by Quinn and one who's played by me. And, uh, you know, Quinn's character is very reserved and shy and quiet and kind of bookish. And my character is like the brash, like sexy cheerleader who like uses her sex appeal to like get what she wants. And she's like, just very kind of in your face. And when I first read the script, you know, a lot of times when I read scripts, I will look and, you know, if they're asking me to read for one character, I might just look and see like, okay, what are the other characters in the script? And I originally read for a, a supporting character named Ellie, who was supposed to be like the tomboy who was probably a lesbian who was like, just not into the drama and all that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's like me. Um, and when I read the script, I didn't even think about uh, Melissa, which is the character's name that I ended up playing. I was like, oh no, no like, that's like that's like Regina George. That's going to be like a hot blonde cheerleader girl. Absolutely would never play that role in a million years. And then I auditioned for uh, Ellie and then Quinn asked me to read for Melissa. And I told her, I was like, I don't think, that you know what you're doing <laughs> like I was in, in the nicest way possible I was like and then you slapped her in the face and, and then I how hit again. her in the face <laughs> and that is how you get a girl ladies um, <laughs> violence is always the answer. and we have our title there right. the <laughs> violence is always the answer violence is yes. always the answer uh no violence is never the answer unless I- you're trying to fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did. I did nonviolently express to Quinn that I did not think that that would be a good call. And I didn't think she would like me for the character. And she, you know, she pushed back and she was like, you know, I really think like, I know what that's like. I've been an actor. Like, I know what it's like to feel like that's totally out of your wheelhouse. But like, I just want to try it. And she did end up doing some changes to the character. Like the character was a lot closer with her girlfriends in the original script and like she flipped it around because she could tell that I had like better chemistry with the guys and so she was like okay she's gonna be like the girl that like has girlfriends but is really just kind of using them for whatever she feels like and like the people that she's probably closest with are her guy friends Mm -hmm. because Owen Campbell who we also went to high school with now he's one of the guys he would be a great guest Lucas this guy who is in this movie incredible actor amazing as a human being I say this in, in the nicest possible way fucking nutcase love him love him he still has a flip phone he he has an iphone but he he, i went to middle school you might have to bleep that out you went to middle school with owen yeah no fucking way definitely did that is a face i have seen many a time oh my god that that means you went to middle school with all the people from LaGuardia. you went with like nia and oh my god that's crazy ogie ogie yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. oh we gotta Um, get owen campbell on here that's crazy get owen campbell well we didn't ever speak he was in the oh. drama department and I was mm. in like the singing department at that time. You were a singer? To speak. In middle school. Yeah, yeah, you weren't allowed. Yeah, it's they yeah. segregate the departments. You weren't allowed yeah. to talk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was because like I was envious of my friends in like the drama department that I was like, oh, I want to do like acting in high school. And that's why I switched. Hey, No shit. So, yeah. Origin story. But yeah, yeah, Owen was someone I just sort of knew of. I didn't actually know him. I doubt he knew me. Yeah. Oh man, he's a nut. We got to get him on. But, um, but Nadia, so you, I actually think the fact that the character was so far from self and listeners, when you watch this movie, you'll see it. That's what makes this character so interesting. She's supposed to be this like brutal high school mean girl, like, you know, cheerleader or whatever, but you see like the rawness and the rage and it feels very true to life because I feel like real life mean girls 
they don't feel like how they're written in movies they feel like they're gonna kill you yeah and that's what Quinn said (laughs) Quinn was like the thing was was that because she auditioned like your typical kind of classic like what you think of when you think high school mean girl and she was like when I saw you read I saw the girls I went to school with yes and I saw my friends who had the fucked up home life who were lashing out and Mm -hmm. like I was she was just like that was I was looking for like that gut punch because the character ends up being like a, a huge part of the story rests on kind of what's going on with her and what's going on in her life um so it wouldn't have worked to make the character kind of that like one-dimensional bitchy um mean girl and I think that's what Quinn saw in me was that I was gonna because the thing was is Melissa is putting on the hot cheerleader thing like yes mm. it's, it's a it's an armor and so she needed somebody who actually wasn't that who was playing that so because I had to push myself so hard to play the bitchy cheerleader type it became very obvious in the film that that is a layer that she is hiding under and then you wow. kind of go through and figure out what those layers are as the movie progresses yeah is there any other role that you feel like you want to kind of do that with like something super far from self that you eventually aspire to either in theater and film that kind of thing yeah oh yeah I mean I Hamlet Hamlet. you actually would be a great I think I could see you as Hamlet Ian McKellen is doing it now oh well he's Hamlet yeah no I think he I saw an ad uh on like Instagram or something he's the the child the well (laughs) It's a, it's a um, age blind production of <gasps> Hamlet. Oh and my he's god! Yeah. And I fucking know. Gertrude is like Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, his <laughs> mom is younger than him. Ah! Oh, I want to see it. Could you imagine? Oh I would love that. That's you would be a great Hamlet. Chloe Grace and Moretz as the mother. I'm leaving this pod. I don't want to talk <laughs> oh, about it. She's gone. <laughs> and we you lost know, her. Oh, a while ago, Nadia, we were saying that um, we we made. It wasn't quite a bet because it would be fucked up to make it a bet. But um, I have to outlive Machine Gun Kelly and Lucas has to outlive Chloe Grace Moretz. And the that, personal challenges we've set for ourselves. Yeah, where we were like, it's a new year. We got to set goals. And that's what we ended up doing. May the odds be ever in yeah. your favor, you know? The, in comedy, we have nemeses. This is just a thing. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, you can't be successful in the field of comedy unless you're fucking shitting on everybody. I mean, look, there are definitely some actors I, that I, I, I say I'm going to put, uh, my, my quote is like, I'll push them down a well. Like, there's definitely some actors that I just don't like. And if I saw them and there was a well nearby, I might contemplate Oh, if you were in down. medieval. Hold on, I can, <laughs> yeah. wait, I can, I can put some bleeps in. Do you want to name some names? And I'll block out the your mouse. You, you, you'll, you'll, you'll bleep me out. 100%. All right, uh. I do not know who that is. Girl. Girl. Okay. Um, I have like a personal issue with her because she keeps getting roles over me and I don't know why. And I'm sure she's like a I don't even know who she is. TBH. She was in Oh. Oh. Yeah. And she plays a sister in uh, and I don't know for the life of me why I didn't get an audition for that project because like I would have been spot on for that you character. You would have been good in, in sh- but also yeah when she died I was like god that bitch is boring. Like, I'm just I realizing have, I, have I need issue. to bleep out all of these movies that we mentioned. So. <laughs> oh, so this, this whole okay we'll stop mentioning movies. Let's stop yeah. Okay okay. Alright. Alright. All right. No more pushing actors down the well. No. Lucas, you know who what? would you push down a well? 
who wouldn't I push down a well? It's <laughs> there's so many, starting with Tiki Tiki Tembo, Noso Rembo, Charibari Ruchi, Pit Perry Pembo. You remember that book? No, you didn't what, read that book? book when you were a kid? I can't read. <laughs> We've already established this. Oh, no, no, it's it's a it's a children's book. I remember I had in like preschool about this kid with like a really long name who lived in China. He got stuck down a well. His little brother like goes around town trying to tell them ticky ticky tempo no surrender, and then he like loses his breath. And they're like, I can't listen to you. Oh, he's and like so, the fucking Paul Revere of the well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but basically, and so eventually, this kid is like rescued from the well. But because like it was such an issue saying the whole name, trying to explain that he's stuck in a well. That's it says, and this is the reason why everyone has short names in china it's what oh my god wow <laughs> that's the really moral of the book out here you know there's some lessons we just really need to learn hard truths golden yeah. rule be respectful of each other always put yeah. the toilet seat down and don't make your name too long otherwise you'll otherwise, never yes. get out of the well <laughs> i can't think of anyone that i really want to push down a well in the biz or personally i i can't think of anyone uh, for me, it's Chloe Grace Moretz. Don't bleep it out. I want I the won't. world to. I want the world oh to know. God. I want the world to know. I know she's nice, Nadia. I know. Yeah. I know she's because nice. I've heard the anecdotes. I know you both have met her. I know she's lovely. I actually, haven't met her. I actually oh. haven't met her. Well, then I, good. I skipped out on the party <laughs> to go meet her um, because I was tired. Because I At, in protest. In protest, yes, in, in, in specific protest. Because I threatened our friendship if you went. Yeah, you said you would be friends <laughs> with me if I went to the party. So I said, oh, I'm so tired. I have to go to bed. Um, oh. No, the truth is, is that I'm sure most actors are are lovely. But you do, you get into a thing where if you're in a sort of similar type, there's usually like only a couple actors who are in that type. And then you see them book all the jobs and then you're just like, ah. but my issue with uh, the first redacted actor is... Um, just that I, I'm not a huge fan of, and again, you can't really assume people's sexuality because we don't know necessarily, but I have on good authority that that particular actor is straight. And I think they're starting to make a career out of playing gay. Oh. And I don't know how I feel about that as a queer person. I don't mm. know if I love it. I think I have no issue with actors playing gay once in a while you know it's like we're you know it's not like i don't have an issue with actors playing gay but i do have an issue with them being gay yes that's <laughs> down the well down the well they go <laughs> what sucks is that would make such a good tweet that would be... god damn it no that but i can't so cancel again Gen canceled again mentions <laughs> Gabby oppressed me because she hates gay people. She hates gay people. I mean, you just said it, so it came out uh, your mouth. Yeah, but it's fine yeah, if actors dabble actors, with playing gay, but if yeah, they make dabble. a career. Mm. Well, I think when you start to do it over and over and over again, and you know that you are mm. straight, and I think it, first of all, what do you think, a, like I think Darren it, Chris, though. Well, Darren Chris ch- announced that he will no longer be playing gay, which I actually oh. had a lot of respect for him Me doing too. that because I think that at a certain point, when you start to play character after character after character who is queer and you are not, you are a projecting to a mainstream audience what queer people look like by mm. them thinking of you and you are not actually queer and I think that that can actually make people who don't fit like oh she's just a little tomboyish like uh, there are a lot of queer people who are not just a little tomboyish and yeah. I think that it can end up actually projecting like I think we need to see more authentically queer like queer people we 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 present differently we talk differently the way that we live our lives is 
different. And I think getting to see that represented on TV by actually having queer actors play queer characters is a good thing. And I think something that we should be more supportive of. So I think when I start to see kind of the same handful of mm-hmm. straight actors playing gay roles, I get a little bit like, okay, what what kind of, you know, what are you presenting to people where it will actually make a difference how they interact with others in their lives? Mm. Um, and also, are you taking that job away from a queer person who wouldn't be able to get cast in the kind of roles that you can get cast in because you are straight? Um, that being said, in the biopic of your life, you will be played by Di- by Darren Chris. Yes, yes, I will be. And if Absolutely. I'm not, I will. I will just burn it to the ground. Yeah. Remember yes. when he came to? Well, <gasps> gotta tell Lucas. I gotta tell you this story, and then we'll get into listener submissions. Nadia, okay. do you, you want to kick it off, and I'll yeah. interject when right. I need to. So as a teenager, I was uh, a big fangirl. I was like full on Tumblr fangirl. That was, she was like a my gleek. whole personality. I was a gleek. Nadia was... used to write write-ups on her Facebook of gleek. Of gleek. Every, every week I would do little like reviews on my Facebook about glee. Um, I was like super into glee, super into Adam Lambert. Um, Johnny Depp. Yes. Oh gosh, bleep that. Um, we won't. But yeah, no. money is... <laughs> But he's bleeped in our hearts. He's bleeped in my heart now. Obviously, I have moved on, both from Glee, which is also, like, very, very problematic, and, like, the representation of, like, a lot of the characters is really gross. Um, I don't mean to, I don't mean to divert too much, but, I, but I've but i sort of, like, come around to, like, back to Johnny Depp because I've heard that he was actually, like, actually the one who was, like, abused in his relationship. I think it's a couple. Sh- I think it's hard. We weren't there. I can't, exactly. you know, yeah. I did not witness it with my eyes. I think it was a very, very toxic relationship relationship whatever was going True. on there and someone um, pooped in someone's bed that's somebody all took i remember in someone's bed and, and we wish it was danny devito but it wasn't <laughs> i wish it was darren chris but it, it wasn't <laughs> if but danny yes. devito pooped in my bed oh good for you congratulations thanks did you laminate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hanging on the wall now <laughs> it's, sorry uh, your story. Get Your back. story. Yes. yes. So yes. So I was a huge uh, gleek. Particularly, I was very, very fond in my in my young queer heart of Kurt and Blaine's relationship on Glee. I was very invested. It was like a huge part of like my life. Like literally, I wrote an essay about it, which is how I ended up like because um, I was nominated to be a presidential scholar in the arts our senior year um because i'd done this program called young arts and we had to write an essay about like something that we had to, like include a picture and talk about like why it mattered to us and i literally included a picture of kurt and blaine's first kiss on glee and oh did like God. a like four page essay about like how important like queer representation is on tv because it was kind of for our generation like that was the first time that i was seeing like act like openly queer young people me too in love yeah and that was really really important even if it was at the hands of a you know very problematic show um but yes big big darren chris fan i was actually a fan of his even before he went on glee because i was big um i liked i really liked a very potter musical because i was also very into harry potter again talk about public figures fallen from grace um jk rowling sucks and that's all i'll say on that uh, but yeah, big Harry Potter fan, thus big Harry Potter musical fan, thus big Darren Chris fan, thus when we had a teacher who'd been a former agent who knew him and our senior year, we had like Alan Rickman came and talked to us, Jake Gyllenhaal came and talked to us. Like, yeah, Gyllenhaal came in, I gave him a hug. 
That was great. I gave Jake Gyllenhaal a hug. I told I told Sylvia I was like he smelled like clean linen, and I actually saw like shivers it, go down. I was about spine. to ask what he smelled like. Oh my! I God, was about Lucas. to ask. This is clean what linen. this is what happens when you podcast. You just have the same brain. Yeah. <laughs> you just both want to know what Jake Gyllenhaal smells like. Yeah. What did Alan Rickman smell like? Did you hug him or did you not? Did, we didn't get close enough. We weren't yeah. allowed. We, we weren't were allowed. allowed. <laughs> oh. We're not allowed to get close enough. Uh, but I got close to him recently i went down to where he is and just dug him up <laughs> he's so great. dark oh, Woo, very dark oh, uh, the God. caffeine just kicked in that's what you're like yep oh, guess he's I going great digging on a roll but darren uh no, darren chris was one of the people who was gonna come yes. in right so darren chris was gonna come in and <laughs> this is like a funny like side story that isn't really related to darren chris Exactly. But basically they were trying to find like a a week for him to come. And I was doing this young arts program, which took a week in Miami um, with one other guy from our class. And that was like one of the weeks that Darren was potentially available. And I like told our teacher, I was like, please, like, I love this man. Please don't have him come in the week that I'm not going to be there. And then I did like, we did our perform, like I went down there, had a great, great week, um, like very life-changing for me. And we did our performance like that, you know, it was like a Tuesday or whatever. And I got a text from our friend Monisha and she was like, congrats on the like show. Like, I hope you had so much fun. Also, Darren Chris came in today. Like, so sorry you missed him. I burst into tears. Like this is right after our show. And I'm crying on the streets of Miami with (laughs) Justin, Justin Jones, and being like, I can't believe I missed him. And then like was calling people. I think I called you and you like didn't answer. And then I got through, I think, to Tobin. And I was like, did Darren Chris really come? And he's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, he didn't come. Our friend had like played a she played a prank on me and did not know that it was gonna be that emotionally (laughs) devastating for me because I was that obsessed and then your mom like reached out to her oh it was like you made her cry yeah she like facebook messaged her being like how's it feel to like oh like not so not so great does it you made nadia cry oh my god i was i was just too obsessed i was just you know when you're a teenager you just get these like things that you're just attached to Um, it's really crazy isn't it because like you know you grow up you start doing like if you're a performer like the three of us are and I am probably the least famous person here and even I have this to an extent I mean, where's your like, Wikipedia page it's uh, I'll make myself one yeah and it will one. probably be taken down I <laughs> I tried to make a Wikipedia page for my company that the company I used to work for as like a task they were like you have to put up the Wikipedia page and Wikipedia people kept flagging it and being so mean and being like this yeah. isn't a real this isn't a real company you have to have a lot. Well, that was the thing was like, there was a period of time before we were able to like actually make the page. Cause you have to have like, um, like news, you have to have sources and like news articles that you can link to and stuff. Listeners, if you guys want to make me a Wikipedia and it, well, we should probably start with Lucas. Cause Lucas, I don't know mm. if you have one. Do you? I do not have a Wikipedia. You, okay. You, you, you can have a Wikipedia. You are you can, internet You famous. would totally have a Wikipedia. We're going to yeah. make Lucas a Wikipedia and then cool. we're going to make me a Wikipedia. My credit's going to be like the not famous Gabby Jordan Brown. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, like people having like parasocial relationships, you know, when they yes. see like you yes, performing. I was a huge parasocial relationship person. Me too. Honestly, like the thing that kind of changed that was seeing some of the people from our high school 
who like kind of blew up uh redacted name here and I was like oh right people don't actually know this person they don't know what this person does in their day-to-day life they don't know how this person conducts themselves um yeah we don't nobody knows that redacted is an asshole nobody knows even we though we've talked about redacted on this pod before oh, have you i oh, know who God. we're talking about i'm like just, <laughs> i want to say it redacted yeah. from redacted side story <laughs> oh, my. oh I, mean, I didn't know who you're oh i i have the wrong I oh no know. timothy's fine no Timothy, oh Timothy's okay lovely yeah, he's he's didn't you guys do Young Earths together, you and Tim? Uh, he was the year below me, so no, he was okay. not at my year. But okay. no, I've never. And look, I don't have any personal beef with Redacted. I just think he's made very, very bad choices in his life. Sure. And I think that you know, obviously, you can Google it and figure that out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I think when when certain people you know blow up that you personally know, and you're like, I'm not sure that that person is like a great person uh-huh and then you realize like oh I'm having these parasocial relationships with people that I don't know if they're good people I have right. no idea and so that kind of really got me off my my fandom fandom kick um I feel like that's what half of being in New York or LA is is like realizing yeah. XYZ oh like this person sucks oh this celebrity is an asshole like I yeah. served this person once at a restaurant and he was totally. dick like and yeah it's, dick. Yeah. yeah and you know then it or you just realize they're weird oh, right it's just weird I, I remember this is very odd because uh, you were in Boardwalk Empire, I believe. Yes, I was in high school. I that was one of my. I think I did. That was junior year, so I think people knew. I think I had to tell people because I had to get like tests moved. Around. It was crazy. Okay, I love. But um, no, but stuff. I when I was around like twenty or twenty one, I found Michael Shannon asleep on a park bench. <laughs> oh my god! Did you wake him up? No, I just. No. What happened was like it was like it was like <laughs> two or three benches like bunched together, and then like another two or three benches bunched together and I went on the next bunch and I just yeah. watched I was just, <laughs> just, just I was just like I need to see what happens down. I was like this is I, I I need to know and eventually he was like he stayed there for like 20 minutes he then got up and checked his phone and then he walked away like nothing weird happened but maybe I was just- he was meditating I have a funny story about this actually meditating in a park approached by the police <gasps> so I was um this would have been, I think, summer of 2018, I'm guessing, or maybe fall of 2018, because it was right when both, like, The Sinner and Seven Seconds were out on Netflix, and I was in this period of time, like, around that summer, mm-hmm. um, every single time I left the house, I got recognized, uh, which was kind of crazy. I was not, like, I had had it happen once or twice from something, yeah. like, random where somebody was like, oh, like, I saw you in Blame or, like, you know, I had somebody who was like, great job in Bull last week. And I was like, thanks. Um, right. But, but it, was, it was never something that happened super consistently. But because I think both of those projects had been out, like, the six months or so that followed, like, was just, it, it, there was one time where I was, like, sitting on the subway and literally, like, the person on my left had recognized me from the center and the person on my right had recognized me from seven seconds. And so I was like having two conversations, like, cause I like right. to tell people, I think it's nice to like, Oh yeah. What do you like? Do you want to know a little bit about like the filming process or whatever? Like, you know, I think people like that kind of insider yeah. stuff or whatever. Baseball, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Mm. Um, so I like to tell people like little stories or whatever, if they have like a favorite scene or, or something about the character or something about an actor. Cause luckily I've been very lucky that I've worked with like 99% of the people I've worked with have been absolutely wonderful. I've really never worked with like a horrible person. Um, 
but I was sitting on a bench because I was, I was like in between two auditions and I wanted to, back then I would meditate in the morning and the afternoon. Now I just do mornings. Um, but I needed to do my afternoon meditation. So I sat on a bench and it was in Union Square. And so that's like, you know, there's it's an interesting array of people that show up to the mm, Union Square sure. Park. Um, so I was like sort of half, like I would open my eyes every like once in a while just to like make sure nobody was like trying to like creep on me or take, you know, be weird. And these police officers were sort of circling and I kind of noticed every time they were like staring at me. So I would like move and stuff. So that way they would like know that I was like alive and like not sleeping on the bench. Cause I didn't want them to like think that I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Um, Cause I did have like my headphones in and stuff, yeah, yeah. but they kept sort of looking at me. And then I like finished the meditation. I like called um, my girlfriend and then as I was like on the phone with her, the police like approached me and I was like, uh, 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 hon, hold on, hold on. The police are here. And I was like, yes, hello officers. Can I help you? And they were like, I was just, we were just talking and are you on the center? Oh, and oh my God. Like, no, yeah, I am. And then they wanted to take a picture with me and they were two like women of color, but I was just like, Oh God, I have this photo now, like hugging the cops. And I was like, <laughs> somebody's going to pull this out and I'm going to get in so much trouble. Cancel Nadia, oh. cancel Nadia. She loves police. Oh my God. Well, there's a photo. It would be funny. It would be funny if you shared it and be like, I recognize these cops and I just had to take a photo with them. So it was just like, I recognize them from the tear gassing. Oh my God. <laughs> I know it was, you know, and I was, but this, and cause this was like 2018, but I still, there was like a voice in the, cause I just, cause seven seconds is like a huge, I was like so glad that they actually recognized me from the center and not seven seconds. Not seven seconds. Cause seven seconds uh, is like a huge, like police drama. Like, yeah. The police are not good people like that no, level. I mean, that, yeah. that's, which I was so happy to be a part of that show. Actually, like it was, ugh, it was like a weird, I literally was in, I had a very failed attempt with a publicist for like a couple of weeks when seven seconds was coming out. And I literally had a guy at redacted uh, say to me like, Oh yeah. But like, isn't like the BLM thing kind of over because it was like, you know, we had like the Michael Brown stuff and, you know, like those protests, which had been happening, what, like 2015, 2016. And this was like 2018. He was like, yeah, isn't that kind of like done? And I was like, yes, Ooh. racism is solved. How did you know? Wow. Why would we put this show out? Because clearly everything is completely fine. And I was just like, wow, people suck. Press people are gross. Yeah. A lot of them. But you know who doesn't suck? Our, Our listeners. listeners. Hey. All right. I have one pulled up. So uh, be, uh, I'm not sure if Gabby has told you, but we have listener submissions. They just want us to comment on them, give our opinion. Very simple. Love okay. It. Um, so I had a really unexpected dream two nights ago. I don't remember most of it, but the part I did, whoo, I was kissing this girl. I'm a girl too, by the way. And her lips tasted like that gross, but kind of good strawberry lip gloss slash chap, uh, slash chapstick. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super into the taste, but I kept kissing her because I don't control my dreams. Anyway, her shirt was then off. I don't know how it just was because dreams. We were standing and I was starting to kiss her down her torso and reached for her pants and then went back up and sucked her nipple. So I recently. <laughs> so she remembers I, a lot of this dream. This is, she says she doesn't remember much. This is a lot of detail. I don't remember anything except the feeling. <laughs> I don't remember much of the book. Anyway, it begins, call me Ishmael. Just, 
Um, anyway, so I sucked her nipple. Uh, so I recently, in parenthesis, like two weeks ago, in parenthesis, started to question my sexuality. I've mm. always thought I was straight, but I'm thinking I'm bi. But this is the first time I've subconsciously dreamed of being with a girl. In parenthesis, she was also, I think, a bad guy in the dream, too. Um, like a Billie Eilish bad guy? Maybe. Yeah. Um, basically, wanted to ask us, what is your take? I don't know if I forced liking women on me or <laughs> if I even like them. Whoops. I mean, I think you like them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the thing is, is sexuality is very, very fluid. I think if you actually, like, if you took away all of the societal expectations and you did, like, a genuine, like, look at the entire human population, I think a very, very small percentage would be 100% straight or 100% gay. Yeah, it's pretty um, much just Lucas. It's all, yeah, it's, it's all me, all baby. It's Lucas, baby. But I, I filled think- our quota. And- <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, you know, you can be a little bit gay. You don't have to yeah. be all the way gay. You know, I think that... Um, also, if I could say, I have I have had a dream where I had sex with a dude. It was, oh, was it good? It, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, well, that's terrible. What? You're fucking... You have bad dream sex? Bad yeah, gay no, I, sex. Bad I gay remember, dream sex. I remember I had a dream where I had sex with a dude and I woke up. I was like, that was awful. <laughs> Were you were you bottoming? No, I was on top, and oh, but I but I remember I remember the feeling of back hair. I was like, oh, it was ah, just, there was so- just everything about it. I was just like, I don't want it. Uh, just, mm, no. Dream you was like, let's try this for a second, and yeah. then determine in the dream. I don't like it. I also um, remember like a bunch of time with like theater parties when I was in college, like everyone would kiss each other, not in like a romantic way, but just yeah, like, totally. ah, get over here. Mwah. It was like a, just yeah. a very, and anytime it was like uh, dudes who I was like very close friends with and still am. I remember thinking, I'm so glad I don't fuck this gender. I just, <laughs> I just remember thinking, oh, I'm so glad we don't do anything more. Was, well, there you go. You're in the hundred yeah. percent. Like I said, they do exist. I just think yeah. that society has put a lot of heteronormativity. They in. exist. Absolutely. Yeah. Straight people do exist. Is it okay? I don't know. <laughs> Debating that. Yeah. I think yeah. I, sometimes we get this thing in from people who we get a lot of people who are questioning their sexualities. I understand why they choose this podcast because mm-hmm. <laughs> no one, no one straight is here. Um, but or like on this panel there's someone straight but in this audience no but yeah i think there's this we we don't understand this because you know i feel like even like at LaGuardia in New York progressive places it was still like a little like weird to be gay or queer or whatever but now I think for like a certain population it's almost cool so people wonder like oh if I'm dreaming about a girl am I just like forcing myself to be into women because it's cool because the society has changed um I don't think you can force yourself to be into anyone I think that if you think you like girls you probably like girls yeah if you it's also I also don't think it's an important thing to define that for yourself it's really to say like to say I am this sexuality or that I'd like like people you know exactly it's all about finding the right person and I think that yeah, it's not, you don't even have to be like, oh, I like, and that was something that, that Quinn said was like, she was like, she came into her sexuality quite a bit late in quote unquote, you know, because she was already like in her twenties. Um, 
but she was like, oh, I, I didn't realize that like, I, because I had like friends who were girls who I did not want to make out with, that there could be other girls that I did want to make out with. And it's like, I think that, you know, we also grew up in a time where, yeah, it was like still, it wasn't like, oh my God, get away from me, especially in New York City. But like, it was a little bit, I remember people, cause I was out, like by the time I was at LaGuardia, like I came out when I was 13, like I knew that I was into women to some extent. I didn't know how, how much. And as I've gotten older, I realized it's, it's, it's more that than the, the men's. Can I just say, I thought you were going to say it, but as I grew up, I realized I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I can't stand them. <laughs> women can't live with them. <laughs> And can't live anywhere. Is that how it goes? <laughs> wow. Get- <laughs> that was deep. That was really good. The, uh, yeah. Uh, wait, uh, wait um, Nadia, wait, do you live with your uh, partner or not? I do. Yes. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, I thought it would have been funny if Gabby was the only one actually living with their partner who is a woman. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We've, we've lived together um, since 2017. So. Oh, that's so yeah. wonderful. Going on it was six years of relationship four years of living together that's awesome yeah that is adorable Uh, together a long time in conclusion listener try probably just try it like that's the thing if it gives you if it gives you the uh as they say on love island the fanny flutters um oh yeah go fanny flutters if you you like proper fit exactly your type on Um, paper on paper Um, on paper on paper Um, by the way a fun Fun fact for uh, anyone in America curious about what they say in the UK, they do not call a fanny pack a fanny pack because fanny in the UK means vagina. They call it a bum bag. I love that. I actually, I'm going to start calling it a bum bag. Yeah. Bum bag it is. Okay. Somebody says my strange phobia, because people write in their phobia sometimes, Mm -hmm. is taxidermied animals except white-tailed deer. (laughs) Whoa. I feel like- They're going to come alive, attack us, and kill us all. The bigger and meaner, the greater the fear. Even big, scary fish can induce the fear, especially if their teeth are showing. Mm. What do we what think is, of this? I need, to, I need a story about like the first time this person was uh, introduced to a white-tailed deer. Like, I'm not white-tailed afraid of deer. that one. Yeah, like what? Overwhelmingly positive experience <laughs> did this person have? With it's a just because is it just because, like, the taxidermy deer are, like, a lot more, com- like, I-, I agree. Like, I've been t- to, you know. They have like, very I- soulful eyes. They have overly they- soulful, soulful eyes. Yeah, look, I'm not a big fan of seeing animals on anybody's wall. But, like, I've seen deer on people's wall a lot more than I've seen. Like, like when you get into, like, they have, like, a room. I've never, like, actually experienced that. I've just, like, seen it on TV. But it's like, yeah, that's a little creepy, like you get like yeah. all sorts of different animals yeah but lucas i hear you it's like you go you go somewhere and and it's like you're afraid of this taxidermy animal but like did the deer just like come to life and help her with her homework like what <laughs> what was it about the deer was it just i don't know i, I hate no i hate taxidermy personally i think it's insane yeah. no, no it's, it's really creepy <laughs> the first person who taxidermied someone was definitely trying to bring it back to life right I can't imagine the rationale, but then again, we were not, you know, society. We live in a society. I don't know if anybody has said that before. What is what is creepier? The first person who thought of taxidermy or the first person who thought to eat cheese? Mm. I mean, taxidermy probably makes more sense because like cheese is just like it's like curdled and like kind of 
moldy and stuff but like if you're hungry you're like ah fuck it like what's it gonna do i'm hungry like am i gonna eat my own hand no i'm just gonna eat this like curdled milk and then they're (laughs) like holy shit this is really good but like (laughs) what goes through somebody's mind that's like oh this is a dead animal allow me to like remove its innards and then stuff it and then keep it in my house forever. Like, do you think that it asked as politely? As, allow me to. <laughs> allow me to. I just the thought processes behind eating cheese and taxidermy. I feel the thought process behind taxidermy is a little weirder. No, definitely right. But, but I just I saw a stand up bit about like the first person who ate cheese and just know like that has to been like the creepiest motherfucker of all time because they're already <laughs> having like the milk of another animal but thinking no let it go bad like it's just ugh. <laughs> or, or that bit Sasha told us about is the John's uh, it's Josh Johnson he's comic he's a bit about the first person who tried to ride a horse like first person yep. tried to ride a horse they were definitely trying to fuck a horse right <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um okay, okay let's do one more Yes, I I got it up. Okay. Howdy, Meerkats. I have a question for you guys and also a request for advice. Have you ever gotten back together with an ex slash stayed really good friends with one that fucked you over? Recently, an ex of mine got back in touch. And as much as I think they're a good person, they kind of used me for the entire relationship. We broke up almost a year ago and I never got fully over them. We've been out. Uh, we've been on the outs for a while, and since we've been talking again, I proposed a friendship, and they proposed getting back together. Speaking to them is great, and I honestly feel like I could be happy whether we be friends or get together again, but I'm still slightly bitter about how things uh, happened in our relationship and our breakup. Do you think it's a good idea to keep things... Sorry. Do you think it's a good idea to keep trying to make things work? What was your experience like if you guys have one? Love you guys. The podcast always makes me laugh. This is... This is tough. I'm not as much of an advocate for staying. I mean, if you have a good enough reason, then do. And if you genuinely feel like you have a wonderful vibe together, still as friends. Um, but if you still have like issues about like how your relationship ended, bring that up and air everything out. Yes, I completely agree with you. I think. I mean, obviously, like I've only ever been in one like relationship, relationship, but I have had like romantic entanglements in the past um okay that Jada not... Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that it is i um but yes i've had i've had things in the past where it's been um there's been like kind of uh, bad bad blood or whatever and like the only way that it works is if you air your shit out and you're like this is what you did or if that person is like hey i'm aware i did this thing and that was wrong and i want to genuinely and sincerely apologize and like make an effort to be friends and do better like i don't think immediately jumping back into romance is probably going to be right unless Mm -hmm. you've aired that out and i think like friendship is better to start with but i think even friendship if there's trauma there and difficulties there like you got to work that shit out first because otherwise you're just you're building on a cracked foundation and your house is going to sink and then that's going to suck yeah I agree I think uh just in general a friendship is one thing because if you get into a relationship with someone unless it's just pure lust or chemistry you probably have some level of a friendship connection so it makes sense to maintain that I think you can get back into a friendship even without expressing like the full depth of like how hurt you were, you cannot get back into a relationship without expressing that. Because if you have shit from the relationship before it's going to rear its ugly head again, absolutely. Oh yeah. There's a reason you guys broke up. 
you yeah. know? And that needs to be discussed before anything else, yeah. I think. I like being, personally, I like being friends with exes because I don't like the idea that you share, like, your whole life with someone and then you're just not friends anymore. My exes, totally. other than my high school ex, like, do not want to be friends with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you were like, do you want to be friends? And they're like, absolutely not. Yeah, no, I, like, I'm always cool to be friends. And then I got blocked. I'm like, what the fuck? I just, yeah. like, you know, it's because I, d- I date the bitter bitches. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think, uh, in general, you can't have unresolved stuff with somebody. Just communication. It's so important. Communication is key. Yeah. And now we get to a different kind of communication. The near end of our time recording together. And Nadia, we have a question to ask you that we ask every single guest at the end of the podcast. We want you to tell us how you think you are perceived by others in the world. And then we will tell you how we actually perceive you. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I would say, I think that people probably very quickly catch on to my cranky sense of humor. I have a bit of a dark, uh, cranky sense of humor. I was once described by someone who I just started working with as simultaneously 24 and 90 years old. And I think that that probably sums me up pretty well. So I'm like simultaneously like a 90 year old cranky grandpa who's like, get off my lawn and I don't have time for this shit. But I also can be like, you know, young and hip with the kids. Um, Which is such a young and hip. I'm such a young and hip person. But yeah, I think people- Imagine your younger self just watching you say that. Oh my God. My younger (laughs) self would be- shocked my younger self hated relationships with such a burning passion oh. and I was so adamant that I would stay single for the my, the rest of my life and now I am the most like loved up like Gabby can attest like Your my relationship guy. is like one of the most important things in my life um and I am like obsessed you're, you're with a total wife guy and I guess yes. yeah. Quinn's a yeah. fucking hottie Yes, she she and I personality wise are also the same person. <laughs> you guys have a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, I think I gravitate towards just people who are like very outspoken and smart and illiterate, obviously, of course. Um, mm. as we know. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think probably the way that I'm perceived is either kind of in a charming way, like, oh, she's like kind of cranky, but like, she's got a good heart or uh, people just think I'm annoying and I talk too much. Uh and both are probably valid, but the other, the latter hurts my feelings. So which one is That's it, Gabby? <laughs> well, I'm, I'll go second. <laughs> I'm going to go first and say, I never got crankiness from you. At least I haven't over the past like hour and a half. I've not gotten crankiness. What I would say is it seems to me like you're someone who this might be me projecting onto you. Obviously it is, but Project. I think it's like, I think you're someone who for a while didn't feel control over your life and has recently in the past few years really worked on that mm. um, in your own destiny and your body and your mind and everything. And, you, and you've done that very well. Well, thank you. And I think that's, I think that's accurate to say. I think I was, uh, I've, I've always had like issues around control in general. Like I, I had a, a, you know, kind of just a tumultuous childhood in a lot of ways and I think that definitely if you're a child actor I don't think oh yeah yeah there's always going to be bumps in the road and stuff like that but yeah I I I think that's an accurate assessment I think I've really worked in the last couple of years to find out what happiness actually looks like for me Mm. and and not define it by my career and not define it by 
success in like the stereotypical sense of just like to me if I can have a you know good day and a girlfriend that I love and I can pay my bills and I can do what I love that is enough and I think that took me a really long time to get to so I would say that's pretty good that's wonderful Nadia I would say I've told you this before when I first met you I think we both mutually loved each other and also thought the other one was pretty annoying because that's what (laughs) being a 14 year old is. <laughs> I remember yeah. our first conversation was about like high school musical. It was. And I was so like, depre- I was so depressed in early high school that like Nadia came and like sat next to me. And my first reaction was like, why is she sitting next to me? Why is anyone sitting next to me? I kind of want to be left alone. But then you started talking to me and I was really like, oh my God, this is a cool conversation we're having. And then I was immediately struck by like your passion. And I think that if someone were to ask me now, like, what is the defining characteristic of Nadia? It's probably that, like, I've never seen you truly neutral about anything. Like, never. I don't think you have a neutral opinion. <laughs> Israel Palestine. <laughs> Let's okay. Uh, well, <laughs> well, they're both sides. <laughs> we gotta mm-hmm. talk both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, just that's something that I, I perceive you as someone who's like yes, like gotten a lot of control over their life, gotten healthier. But at the end of the day, it has like very much stayed true to like your weird nerdy core. And thank you. I don't think that you're someone who like, even in the thick of, you know, Hollywood and anything is ever really going to change or be able to truly change because you're just you. And that's cool to be. I do take pride in being a hundred percent myself and kind of just going, if you don't like me, that's fine. Like, I'm not that 14 year old who's, you know, looking at YouTube comments and getting my feelings hurt anymore. Like, if you don't like me, that's okay. Not everybody has to be liked, but I want to not be liked for who I am. Not, not liked for this perception of like, oh, what I think people want to see me as. I'm going to be like this. And then they don't like you anyway. It's like, right. just be yourself. Well, if you want someone who dislikes taken. actors for being gay, do I have someone in store for you right Woo! here on this recording? <laughs> Oh, your homophobic host. Well, Nadia, this was a lovely homophobic Please. hour and a half. Yes, plug, plug and it. promote anything. Please plug and promote anything. Oh, else. yes. Uh, yeah, check out Blame on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you're into uh, scary zombie movies, check out The Dark. Uh, if you like incest, check out The Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to see a really cool um, BLM show that I think was uh, brings just as true today um, as it did back then when BLM was over, I'm yeah, saying totally massive over. air quotes. <laughs> uh, check out Seven Seconds, and um, yeah, f- check out my Wikipedia page, man. It's got a great <laughs> photo. Edit her Wikipedia page, guys. <laughs> yeah, edit her Wikipedia page. She was on the podcast Two Nosy Meerkats. <laughs> yeah. And thank you guys yeah. for tuning in. Fuck Chloe Grace yes. Moret. Fuck Chloe Grace. Also, wait, uh, Gabby, do you have anything to plug and promote? Me? Sorry, what did you say? Yeah. Oh, uh, Lucas, you know we do. Oh, yeah. Lucas, you uh, know we do. Because... Yeah. Because we're doing... Okay, so we had to cancel uh, for the first time uh, when we originally scheduled it, but we're back at the Tiny Cover doing the live version of our podcast. Uh, Wednesday, May 26th, my birthday. Um, 7.30 p.m. at the Tiny Cupboard in the church in the lower uh, 
venue in the building, please come through. Tickets are available through the link in our bios. Um, yeah, and I also, uh, that following Friday, if you're in the Newport, Rhode Island area, I will be doing a show with Curbside Comedy, also info at the link in my bio. Oh, that reminds me, I do have a show. I have a show on Friday, also at the Tiny Cupboard. Um, it is produced by the amazing Dan Frank, who we've had on our podcast before, and uh, you guys are going to love it. And um, yeah, in the meantime, just uh, if you love incest, go check, check out, out the sitter. Yeah. If you love incest and cops, you've got your girl right here. <laughs> you know me. Okay. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Nadia, for coming on. Thank you guys uh, for having me. Yes. And we will see you next time.